Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We're four marriage and sex bloggers. Discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Today, we'll be talking about the ways that stress can affect women's interest in and enjoyment of sex. We'll be focusing on everyday sources of stress and the things that women can do to reduce the effects of stress in their lives. We do know that some sources of stress will require medical or professional assistance to address, and those are beyond the scope of this podcast. So for women in the 21st century, constant stress has become a part of everyday life. It seems as if the demands on our time and energy are increasing and our resources for dealing with those demands are decreasing. It's no wonder that many women feel tense and weary much of the time. And over time, that kind of chronic stress affects women's physical, emotional, and spiritual health, including their ability to enjoy sex and intimacy in their marriages. So let's talk about why that happens and some things that busy married women can do to address it. First of all, let's look at how stress affects libido and enjoyment of sex for women. What are some of the factors that we know contribute to that and make things so difficult for women? I think one of the things that's so difficult is just switching off. I know that there's this common idea that men are better at compartmentalizing, that they can, you know, sort of leave things behind and walk in the door and just kind of shift from one place to another. I just think it's much harder for women. Um, we talked about that in our episode on getting in the mood, but I think that that, that we carry this stress with us and it's, it's kind of always with us to be thinking about everything that's going on and all the things that we need to do. That's true. I always have multiple to-do lists in my head and trying to put all of those away so that I can focus is not an easy thing. And, you know, our body physiologically, when we're under a lot of stress, it actually shuts down our sex hormones because the, um, the survival mechanism proceeds over the procreation mechanism. And so it's, it is harder to get in the mood when we're under a lot of stress. Yeah, that whole cortisol hormone thing. I mean, when you're under stress a lot, your body is just constantly producing cortisol, which has a dampening effect on your libido and it's also bad for your health it's great for your health in an emergency because mm -hmm. it kind of prepares you to deal with it but when it, your body thinks your whole life is in an emergency it has a very bad effect on your libido well and stress affects my sleep big time and you know when women are tired just from regular life it affects their libido and when they're even more tired because they're not sleeping because of stress that gets, I think, even more challenging. And, you know, when we're stressed, sometimes we eat really unhealthy things for us, and that doesn't help either. I was about to say that, that I am I'm one of those people that I'm a stress eater. So if I get seriously stressed, oh, well, if I get extra, extra stressed, I'll just go to the grocery store and buy the Pillsbury chocolate chip cookie dough and just open that thing up with a spoon and just go at it. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. But, you know, after you eat something like that, you get this complete haze over you, and you don't want anything but just to lie there and be a blob. I mean, so 
these are bad habits that you can get into when you're stressed or you're, you're just doing so much that you're going through the drive-throughs and you're just getting the quick foods and things like that. And of course, when you're that stressed and you're not having time to cook and you have so much on your schedule, you're also not doing, taking care of your body in other ways. You're probably not exercising. You're not taking any breaks. You aren't able to relax. And I just find when you're, when my body gets all that tension built up in it, I just, I don't even want anyone to touch me. You know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't even feel good. You know, if your shoulders are tense, your neck is tense, it just doesn't even feel good for someone to touch you. And obviously that's an impediment to sex and <laughs> We're talking a lot about stress being all the things we have to do, but I think there's also other stresses that we have. Like, you know, um, I know women who have, a, they have difficulties with a child, whether that child is young or grown or whatever. And those kinds of things, if you have a relationship in your life that's not going well or you've got work worries or whatever it is, you just kind of have this cloud over you and it can feel like sex is this this luxury or this interruption that you just shouldn't really take when you have this looming thing going on. Stress doesn't always have to come from negative places either. It can come yeah. from positive places. Um, when you're doing lots of good things in your church or you're helping a sick neighbor or, you know, you're doing good things or there's even fun things going on in your life. You've got a vacation coming up, but there's just so much to do to leave. You know, stress is everywhere. I mean, we've had a really stressful year in my family and it's just, you know, it's just just so wearing and I don't have the energy and it's been really a challenge to be able to do those things. You know, certain kinds of stresses, you can reduce a lot of stress, but you can't completely eliminate some things from your life. If you're caring with, for elderly parents, you can't not be dealing with that because it's stressing you out. You still have to figure that out. I think going back to relationships, I think that resentment can be a kind of stress in your marriage. And I'm not talking about the huge relationship marriage problems, because I know that's kind of beyond our scope today, but just little resentments in your marriage, I think, can be a, a cause of stress and can kind of put a barrier up, especially for women. I think maybe that's one of those things where men are a little bit able to, better able to get beyond that, whereas for women, I resent that you did this. It's making me feel really tense, and I'm having a hard time getting beyond it. So I think sometimes just those small day-to-day resentments can build up and be kind of a stress barrier for Mm -hmm. intimacy. I think there's this thing that I know in times when I've been very stressed, especially when my kids were young and there was a lot going on, and I would feel a lot of resentment when my husband would just, like, sit on the couch and, you know, relax. And I would think, you're not helping me. I'm completely stressed, and this, 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 that. And um, really, the answer, I think, looking back, is that, He should have helped me more, but I also should have maybe taken some things off my list and felt okay about sitting on the couch and relaxing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. If anything, it it just made me mad that he could do it and I couldn't, and I was, you know, holding him to that standard. But, but it is both ways. I think you can feel that resentment, and then you feel separated, and you just tense when he comes near. You're right, Jay. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, need, I am. <laughs> we do need to lower our expectations, what we expect from ourselves. I mean, and that reduces stress. But also, when I learned how to actually ask specific questions of 
specific things of my husband, uh, gave him a specific job that he could do. And so I wouldn't resent him just sitting on the couch. You know, if he got things done that I specifically needed him to get done, because he couldn't read my mind. And I, I expected him to. Uh, and that, that helped a lot once we learned. And he had to learn how to receive what I was asking, but I had to learn how to ask in a kind in a kind way that didn't exude yeah. bitterness. So what can we do? What's, what is the solution to this? What can a woman do if she recognizes that uh, stress in her life is affecting her libido, affecting her interest in sex and intimacy in her marriage? What are some of the steps that you can take? And I think a key one is what Bonnie just brought up. It's learning to communicate in a way that you can reduce some of your stresses. You know, I can reduce stress to a point, but then there's still stress left. But I've made a point of trying to do some things that are that sort of build up my internal resources so I'm better able to respond to the stress. So, you know, I, I make a point of taking walks, not just for exercise, but because... I like to take pictures and and I do things that sort of feed my soul in a way and that sort of builds up my mental resources so that when a stressor comes along I can respond to it and not have it impact me quite as severely. I think that's huge because I know one of the issues is I used to when I was dealing with a lot of stress sometimes I have this idea that it's just about escapism and so you know then you turn on a TV show or you go have a girl's night out or this or that. But those may or may not be actually refreshers for you. And I think you need to do an honest assessment and say, what really do I, after I do this, I feel more capable of facing the world. And go ahead and do that kind of self-care. I, I find that I, I need to understand the source of the stress before I can deal with it or in order to deal with it in the best way, like... You know, for example, in my recent week, we've had dealt with company and we've dealt with house projects and we've dealt with many people around and I have felt so tense and I had to like stop and think, okay, this is my introversion is causing me to feel this way because I feel as if so many people have been around me for so long and I really need to get away from these people. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's just a, one thing for me, but it's, so instead of like going around feeling like, oh, I'm a bad person. Why don't I want to be with these people in my family? Why don't I want to talk to them? I have to really stop and think, okay, this is because my personality is in this way. It doesn't mean anything bad. It just means I need to do this to sort of get my equilibrium back. And so I, I think, for me at least, it's very helpful to pinpoint as much as possible the source of the stress rather than just going around with sort of a generalized feeling of stress all the time. And that's a great point. You have to know yourself. Uh, I was raised in a family of extroverts, constant talking, always loud, and I thought I was an extrovert. As I've grown older, my refreshment 
is not from constant talking and being loud. And I love to laugh, but that's not always where I find my refreshment. It is when I find my Sabbath moment of rest. And Mm -hmm. like right now, I'm in a closet talking to you. It feels (laughs) really good. (laughs) Yes, I'm in a closet because I have a house full of family right now. But I didn't know that about myself until, you know, the last 10 years that I'm really not. I'm kind of borderline extrovert, but my refreshment comes from quiet, peace, not extroversion craziness. That's funny because I used to, when I was a child, I used to actually just go sit in my closet sometimes by myself. So I've always been when I was an extrovert. <laughs> it's now my That's practice. not weird, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. I used like to do the same thing. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think what's interesting is that when we're kids, we do, we kind of automatically cope with stress in some of these ways. We go play, we do refreshing things, we go sit by ourselves, we doodle, we you know, we do a lot of those things, and maybe as adults, we don't give ourselves permission to refresh. And we have way more stresses as adults, and we've got to learn to fill our well. Um, and one of the things that I think has made a big difference for me is learning to say no. Um, I could, I've got, you know, invitations and opportunities to do double what I'm doing now, and I'm not even getting what I'm doing now done. But I had a conversation with my husband years back where he was like, you're always doing too much, you're doing too much. And we ended up with figuring out that whenever I take something new on, I have to talk it out with him. I talked to him about it, and he gives me input on is this something I can put in my queue. And also, if I put something in, it usually means I need to let go of something else. I think that we have a tendency to take on more and more and more and more, and so then we have no space for sexual intimacy with our husbands. I think that's a big problem. I was in an online conversation the other day where somebody was saying, you know, well, this sounds good, this idea of taking care of yourself and taking space for yourself, you know, but I work, I'm away from home with my work 12 hours a day, and I have these commitments after work, and, you know, this, this, and this. And I I wanted to say, but I didn't know a way to say it online that it didn't sound snobbish or harsh, you know, is it sounds like you really need to reevaluate. Because if you're saying, I can't do these things to take care of myself because my schedule is packed from morning to night, it seemed I wanted to say, you know, maybe you if you want to do these self-care things, maybe you have to stop and reprioritize and look at your schedule. And I think, Jay, what you said about just talking it through with your husband is a great Mm -hmm. way to kind of have a sounding board, get your ideas out of your head. You know, he comes from a different perspective. So letting him sort of ask questions and, you know, what about this? And I mean, that's, that's a really good way to do it, I think. And he's, he's been very good about sort of seeing where I'm stressed and and where I'm not and what, you know, and he'll point things out and say, you know, last time you did something like this, here's how you reacted. Are you sure that's what you want to do again? Questions like that, that make me really evaluate. Well, and one of the things is I think that when we have a healthy sexual intimacy that we've maintained, sex actually can be a source of rest and relaxation, you know, not just a stress reliever because of all the hormones that 
that come on. But, you know, I was talking with a friend recently, and she said, oh, I have so much to do. What, You know, how can I handle this stress? And I said, you know, go spend an hour naked with your husband and let his, you know, just let the rest of the world melt away and just let yourself rest in his arms, even if there's nothing that's sexy that's still, you know, that's still a place of relaxation and, and stress relief just because you're tending to your relationship. And I think, you know, a lot of times we look at sex as a stress. You know, when we're stressed, we see sex as just one more stress. But shifting my thinking to it's a place away from the stress has really helped in terms of the sexual intimacy for us. I think you have to be intentional about making that mind shift. But when you do then you're right, sex can become almost a part of the way you manage stress and, re- and reduce it. So are there other things that we can think of that would help women put some kind of plan or steps in place to reduce or manage their stress so that they could enjoy intimacy more? I've recently discovered Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Because my shipping is free, and if I need things for the house, I don't have to leave the house and spend three hours shopping. I can do it online. It ships free. The no shopping factor has greatly reduced my stress. I did all my Christmas shopping through Amazon Prime. Along that note, have you tried the Walmart grocery service? get all your groceries put into your car without going into Walmart. That's fabulous. Yeah. Wow. That is- I, I have a friend who has her groceries delivered, and what she figured out is there's a, there's a little fee that's charged, and it wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be for the whole year. And uh, But she has a little one at home, and so that way she doesn't have to pack the little one up and go. And she said basically what she figured out is she works from home. She's like, she can make that up. So for those hours, she's not making any money, but she's not going through the hassle of going and, and you're not shopping. stressing yourself out. Exactly. The point of those several stories is look for ways that you can reduce your stress, even if it costs you a little bit of money it may be well worth the hassle. Okay, yeah. Mother-in-law told me if I ever worked full-time to get a cleaning lady, even if she was only to help me with my bathrooms or to help me with laundry, if I couldn't afford, you know, the full house to get someone to help with cleaning. I I need a wife. (laughs) (laughs) I would, yeah, I will say when I went to work full-time outside the home, I said to my husband, okay, uh, if I'm going to do this, we have to have a cleaning service. Just once. We only have it once a month. but And you yeah, built it into your budget. Yeah. And if you, can't afford, if you can't afford a cleaning lady, to sit down and go through a list with your husband to say, okay, if you would like to have more intentional sex, sexual intimacy, I need some help here. Can yeah. we go through this list and you find what you would be willing to help me with? And in our house, he loves to vacuum. So there, we've got some vacuuming going on, and it's, yeah. it's chore play. One of the things is that I think we're often our own worst enemy. We, we're the ones who put some of the stress, you know, just thinking about housework, we have the standards of perfection. And, you know, we've talked about be clear and ask your husband what you need help with. But then we have to be open to letting him do it to his standard. Exactly. And yes. not right. freaking out if he does it wrong. It's really wrong. It's just different. And lowering your expectations is not a bad thing. Well, let's um, move on for just a minute and talk about 
scripture? Do we think that scripture has anything to say about the stress in our lives and the way it could affect our libido or sex and intimacy in our marriages? I always go to Psalm 4610 where, you know, they say, be still and know that I am God. And that I get so worked up, and once I get start start getting caught up, and I have to do this, or this thing's really stressing me out, I just need to be still and let God take care of it. And that be still and know that I am God is always my go-to to remind me to just take some deep breaths and stop trying to be in control of everything and let it happen. So with that, although that verse is not specifically about sex, that actually is one of the things that helps me get my mind shifted. I think the one that I, I think about is um, in Matthew where Jesus says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is your life not more than food and the body more than clothes? I mean, and that, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? That is such a hard scripture for me because... Worry is my constant companion. And so I really kind of battle with that, but I think it's true that, you know, all the stress that we carry, there is some things, there are some things that we're carrying that it's not helping that we're feeling so stressed about it. And we somehow need to learn to relax and just prioritize that, that our life is more important than that. My verse is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Where oh, it's, that was mine too. Oh, <laughs> Great minds think alike. You know, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, you know, request, present your request to God and his peace, which transcends our understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ. And, and that, that peace about it transcends our understanding. That's so comforting to me. I don't have to have it all figured out and he will lay his hand upon me and help me have that stillness with him, which, again, refreshes and helps me become a more active participant in connecting with my husband in the marriage bed. And I also take this scripture when I'm praying about my libido, because that is something I do pray about. Um, It says in every situation that you can pray to God, even when it comes to your sex life. That was the one I thought of, too. And it just reminded me that I have to be really intentional about turning to God, you know, handing sources of stress over to him, you know, relaxing in his peace and the knowledge that he is more than able to carry these things. I'm kind of like Jay. I I feel like I carry worry with me. I come from a family of worriers and, you know, it's it's just second nature to us. And so I really have to be Mm -hmm. intentional about not continuing in that because it is very, very stressful. Um, And, you know, sometimes I do better about turning it over to God and and relaxing in his care. And sometimes I cling to all my stressors myself and try to, you know, carry them myself, which really does not work very well. (laughs) (laughs) One of the other places in the Bible that I find helpful with stress is Ecclesiastes 3. You know, there is a time for everything. Dealing with young kids or, you know, when our kids were adolescents, we faced certain challenges. Right now I have my mother-in-law has been in the hospital for a month. And with all of those things, I think, 
this is just a season, and a season doesn't last forever. Because I'm such a worrier, too. I'm, um, I inherited that from my mother, and I'm passing along the legacy to my <laughs> daughter. But thinking about things in terms of this is just a temporary thing often gives me the perspective of, you know, but my marriage lasts so much of my life, yet we're in just the small season for this. And so it's about prioritizing the, mat- the marriage more than what's going on in this season. That's a really good point. And I, I think maybe even especially like for moms of young children who are listening, yes. you know, because the young children part of life can seem like it's going to go on forever. The days are long, but the years are short. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's hard to see how short the years are when those days last forever. We talked about, you know, what are what are our, you know, one piece of advice that we would offer, you know, our one takeaway for people who are listening. My one piece of advice is to really take the time to understand where your stress is coming from, what's the source of it, and then deal very specifically and directly with that source of stress in order to relieve it or alleviate it. I would come in with saying uh, you need to clear your time and your space, you know, clear out things that are in the way that are causing you stress, whether that's activities on your calendar that you can get rid of or stuff that you're having to maintain that you don't really need. I would say to really, as much as you can, value self-care and, you know, fill that well so that you're better, better able to handle the stresses you can't get rid of. And mine would be Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a perfect place to end, isn't it? <laughs> Not only Amazon Prime, but to have a game plan with your husband if you find that home care Yes, you need to take care of yourself, but your home also needs care too. So have a have a really specific game plan with your husband how to care for your your home. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at forchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's for f o r christianwives.com. Also, if you enjoyed our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.